0: back to the second hour of love babs love talk on babs rolls ivy uh i just heard from uh uh mr page he is running a little bit late so he's on his way he'll be in in a few minutes so that gives me time to talk about him (laughs) that way i don't have to do it while he's here so when he gets in we can just start the conversation so anyway uh, you know, Jeffrey Page is an Emmy Award nom- nominated director and choreographer, and he spearheaded the 2015 and 2018 Tokyo Productions of Musical Memphis, which received four Yamanir- y- Yamiri Award nominations, including Best Musical. He's the first African-American to be named the Marcus Institute Fellow for Opera Directing at the Juilliard School. He won an MTV Video Music Award for his work with Beyonce, yes! whose creative team have included him for, the mo- for, the, for more than 12 years. His work was featured on Beyonce's The Formation World Tour, in her historic Coachella Valley music and arts festival performance, and in two of her HBO specials. Mr. Page was the Associate Creative Director for Mariah Carey's Sweet, Sweet Fantasy European Tour and has been a featured choreographer on the Fox television, So You Think You Can Dance. He currently is a creative director for song, singer-songwriter Jasmine Sullivan, most recently working with her on her 2020 BET Soul Train Music Awards. Mr. Page was in the original award-winning Broadway cast of Fila, and I saw Fila. It was a birthday present for my friend Ron Thomas. It was an amazing show. I loved every minute of it. I became a huge fan of Afrobeats uh, because of it. <laughs> He worked alongside Tony Award-winning composer uh, Janine Tesori to choreograph the hit Broadway musical Violet, starring Sutton Foster, Roundabout Theatre Company. And Page was acknowledged by the Berkshire Theatre Awards for his work at Barrington Stage Company's Company and Broadway Bounty Hunter. In 2016, he established Moving Legacy as an Indianapolis-based nonprofit organization dedicated to the uh, ethnology and documentation of contemporary and traditional dance from Africa and the African diaspora. Jeffrey holds an MFA degree with a concentration in theater theater directing from Columbia University in New York City and serves as a lecturer at Harvard University and the Juilliard School. In 2019, he was awarded the Chuck Davis Emerging Choreographer Fellowship from the Brooklyn Academy of Music, and currently, as co-directing choreographer, he is working with Diane Paulus and the American Repertory Theater at Harvard University to mount the Broadway revival of 1776. Hello, Mr. Page. Lovely to see you. Let me unmute. See me un- you. How are but you? Good me- morning.
1: I'm good. Give me one second. Let me just. I'm good. How are you? You are busy. <laughs> I'm very busy. I'm very busy. You are busy. <laughs> you, 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 got that right.
0: <laughs> so, ain't misbehaving. I know this. I know this play. I've seen this play in all, all, all over different kinds of places. So, what brought you to it?
1: Um, so uh, 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 about a year ago, Julie Boyd uh, from Barrington Stage reached out to me and asked me, uh, while I was riding my bike in New York, <laughs> if I would be interested in in um, in coming on board and in, in building Amos Behaving, a Misbehaving, a new kind of version of a Misbehaving.
0: I lost your your uh, sound.
1: Pieces of, okay. of theater. Can you hear me now? Yes. Hello. Okay. I hear. A misbehaving is one of my favorite uh, um, musicals. Um, I grew up to it. I used to fall asleep uh, uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, when I was a little boy to A Misbehaving. And so, uh, and to her request of me uh, uh, building a new production of it, I I completely was enthralled and said yes. So that took me on this in, in this entire journey of like discovering uh, what what this musical meant for me in this particular era. What it meant uh, what it meant for me as a black man. What it meant for me uh, um, in in twenty twenty three and a rediscovery, if you will, of Cats Waller. And so uh, we go from Barrington Stays to Jiva. Performing Arts Center uh, in Rochester. And, the, and now finally, we are at the, the 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 great Westport Country Playhouse where we opened uh, just a few nights ago. So I'm, I'm really, really pleased.
0: And it's getting good reviews. Like people, people are really uh, love it. Do you think it's because of the, I mean, I see the pictures of it. Uh, it's stunningly beautiful, right? You got all this high music. It, it, you're a choreographer, so you, there's some element of dance to this. So it's exciting. So there's movement, there's music. It's a fascinating story. I mean, what else could you not love about it?
1: Yeah, so I, I was I was completely shocked, actually, when I opened up the New York Times and I saw that Jesse Green had given it uh, uh, the New York Times Critics' Pick. So it's definitely getting good reviews. Um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's bringing the joy. It's bringing the joy uh, um, of of who Fats Waller was and and, and and how his music represented joy, but also how his music represented something uh, something a little more uh, uh, in terms of uh, political political engagement, in terms of you know um, being oneself. Um, and I think people feel that inside of it. So I have I have five amazing performers. Um, I got some a, a beautiful design team together, um, and I think that's what people are responding to.
0: So now, do you do you take great care when you when you take a story oh, like *Ape Misbehaving* <laughs> that is that 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 has a great deal of success in its history? Do you, do you mess with it? Do you, you know what I mean? Like, do you tinker with it? Do you, do you add some of your own magic to it? Is there room for you to do that?
1: I think if you don't mess with it, it turns into a museum piece. If you, if, if, if I think, and and I think the only time that you do mess with it is when spirit uh, um, moves you to do so. uh, i think i think that i think that uh the piece in in 1977 was beautiful um uh the way it was but i think there's something there's something uh about uh where we are now uh, that that makes the stories that are uh kind of inherent inside of that that score um uh powerful and so uh, i have decided to mess with it and i am a mess with it kind of person <laughs> um uh, it's interesting. I, I direct a lot of shows in Japan, and you have uh, a lot of shows in, uh, in Japan that are kind of um, uh, mimicry shows or replica. They call them replica shows, um, and they never hire me to do replica shows. They always hire me to like recreate, uh, redevelop, uh, reconceptualize a work. And so that's that's exactly what I did with Aimee's uh here at Westport Country Playhouse. <laughs>
0: So talk to me about, you know, if you're in Japan, you, you're clearly not Japanese, but I don't know, you could be Japanese. Um, and and then you're here, and you're you're, I clearly see you're a black man. How do you how do you bridge those worlds? Does does, does race is centered in these in these productions, or do you do you uh, do you say, you know what, I'm a I'm gonna leave my blackness at the
1: door? Like how do you how do you jump between these two two worlds? You know, for for however you, you want to take this, I, I, I can never leave my blackness at the door. You know, it, it comes with me. Uh my skin, my my experiences, uh, my mind, my spirit, my hair, my lips, my yeah. nose, they all come with me. And so no, I don't leave them at the door. I bring I bring the fullness of who I am. And I think that's why that's why I work so much in Japan is because. Um, number one, I'm, I'm interested in bringing who I am to the table. And in me bringing who I am to the table, it makes room, it makes room for people to see uh, a kind of poetry, if you will, um, of in, in, in ways that they can also uh, be who they are. So I think, I think, I think uh, being exclusive, is actually not really being exclusive being exclusive is actually making room for people to to find their own way as well and and it will form a greater and stronger community so so when i when i do work in, in japan i most definitely uh bring bring my full self to the table um now that's not to say that i don't do research in terms of in terms of what uh you know what are, what are the current events that are happening in Japan and and Africa and Senegal, Nigeria, and so on and so forth? Um, uh, but I also bring myself and how and how I respond to those current events to the table. Mm.
0: So so you re- <laughs> so you're doing this. You're doing ain't misbehaving, which is its own uh, uh, piece of work. It stands the test of time. Uh, but do you ever get to? And I know you've done this. Uh, create new works that no one has ever seen before. No one has ever created before. It's yours. And you put it out there. And, and, and do you like that better is, or is there a question about better?
1: I don't think the. I don't think it's, it's about being better. I think it's, it's just different. It's just, you know, I think, I think with older works um, I think there's always three things that you that you deal with with older works. You, you deal with um, the setting, you know, the time and the place that the actual work is set. So for instance, in Amos Misbehaving it was set in the jazz era of the 1920s and 30s. Um, but then what people don't fully realize is that you're also dealing with when that when that piece was created. So you're dealing with 1977. You know, and and what happened? So so what? So what is 1977? That, that's uh, Reaganomics. That's uh, war on drugs. That is we're, we're, we're coming off of the tail end of the Vietnam War. So on and so so on and so forth. And then lastly, you're dealing with where you are right now. So I always deal with those three things. And I and and with older works, I can I can like plunge fully into those three things. With newer works, it's a little different with newer works you're creating a world you're creating a world from scratch and so uh and so instead of a instead of a um a form or a shape already being built um you are building the shape with older works you are you are maneuvering a shape that has been there with the newer work you are building a shape so it's important that 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 uh, that that kind of collaboration between the writer and and director and the other uh, collaborators on the team is really strong because you're, you're building a new world. If that makes any sense.
0: It makes, it makes a lot of sense. So talk to me about, you know, you as a choreographer, I mean, you're directing and a choreographer and I imagine you're still performing too. Like you're still dancing and, Doing stuff and other things. How, how it's it's been it's way? been a
1: while since I got on. It's been a while since I got on stage, but I, I I think I would still love it if I did get on stage. But I think I much prefer, I much prefer uh, being in front of a canvas with this uh, metaphor paintbrush, if you will. Um, now, you could also be on stage with a metaphoric paintbrush, um, but I but I much prefer uh, the collaborative experience of of you know directing and choreographing and shaping work it's interesting being a choreographer alone uh it it means that it means that you don't you're not able to bring your full vision to the table because you are you are you know one of the the members of of a collaboration team and so everything everything is predicated on you know, of course, the the writing and the directing and, and so on and so forth. Well, I think I've reached that place in my life where where I'm I'm ready to create signatures and 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 footprints on my own. Doesn't mean that I, I want to stop choreographing uh, for other people, but I think I think I'm at a place where I really love what it means to 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 uh art, to, to to be the architect of my own signature
0: mm-hmm. so so I read that you've done some work for the Queen B Beyonce <laughs> yes and, and you've done done work for uh the fabulously talented Mariah Carey and now you are working with uh Jasmine Sullivan so I mean you that's three very powerful women
1: <laughs> yeah I, I I I think I surround myself with powerful women
0: I love it. So uh, and so, just it, backing up in, in terms of you—you uh, you become the choreographer, and you have to sort of uh, support their vision. T- talk a little bit of what that's like
1: to sort of do that. Hmm. With you know, it's interesting. I, I kind of, if if you want to really go way back, we can go back to to Debbie Allen. Oh my um, gosh. Where, where um um I performed in a couple of her productions and uh watching her work was 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 beyond uh beyond an experience for me. Um, I remember going up to her uh when I was uh a young, a youngin into this, and I said, Miss Allen, would you mind if I sit and, and watch you work? Like because I was a member of the chorus, which means the rehearsals are staggered, which means uh, a principal is called and I'm probably not called into rehearsal. And so I, I went up to her and I said, Ms. Allen, would you mind if I if I um, watched you work with with uh, with other people, you know, just sitting in the corner and, and just watch? Um, she said, of course. So I would, I would come into rehearsal, you know, however early, however late rehearsal was, I would come in and just sit and watch. And I think that really prepared me uh, for going into uh, working with people like Fatima Robinson, who's, of course, the great choreographer in, in Hollywood, who uh, who I have assisted for years and years and years, to ultimately going and working with, with Beyonce for about 14 years. And with Beyonce, it was a, a deep collaboration of, of trying to figure yeah. out what what was she getting at how could I be a, a? how could I be an instrument in helping her to propel her 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 brand her art forward um and and that was I think that was a big learning experience I think I went to the school of of Beyonce I went to the school of of Beyonce and learning what it meant, what it meant to be an artist, and what it meant to uh, to to situate yourself uh, very deeply into into art. Um, um, uh, so Beyonce was a great experience. Mariah Carey is the same, was a great experience. Jasmine Sullivan um, was was a bit younger, was a lot younger. Um, so so that kind con- that collaboration was a little bit different where uh where I was the one kind of guiding jasmine but also helping to 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 figure out what she wanted to do, what she wanted to be, which was a great uh which was a great experience. Um I think all of these women again are powerful, powerful women. I think it shaped uh um where my career would actually actually uh, eventually lead to um uh in choreographing Violet on Broadway and you know my my career on uh, on Fela on Broadway and and so on and so forth. So so working with powerful women, I think I think you you hit the nail on the head. Working with powerful women is is a joy. Um, I learn. Um, I, I start to understand. Uh, um, I start to understand something bigger and deeper than myself. So it's 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 something that I love.
0: Mm. I saw you in Fela. I saw it on Broadway. It was a ah, prison. Yes, I, I I absolutely loved 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 it. Like I loved it. I mean, I loved it. So it was a wonderful. That that oh was, my that God. was what, quite what, exciting.
1: What 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 uh what struck you the most about that? Line?
0: I I think because I did not know I did not know the story of Afrobeats Like I didn't know that story. I didn't know that music that well and the influences. Um. I I love the Africanness of it in in bringing it to uh it, bringing it right to uh uh to uh to the United States in a way that we've never seen it. I mean, Fela was very sexy. He was very controversial. He was very talented. Um, you know, he paid attention to James Brown. Brad- I mean, you know what I mean? Like he 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 was a very interesting. I think often misunderstood and maybe misguided sort of soul, but. He was hella talented, and uh and I just I just love I loved all the uh um uh, the the Africanness of it the the way that we we talk about death, you know the way that uh um um that we are uh, how women were centered in this story
1: in an interesting oh, way. Yeah, I was just about to say that he was also guided by by really powerful women. You know, of course, first and foremost was his mother, Frida. Uh, and then, and then, uh, Sandra Isidora, who's, who's uh, actually a good friend of mine, he was guided by some really powerful uh, and smart women. Yes,
0: yes. Yeah. So, 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 I, I, I applaud you in that. That was that was amazing. So, so, uh, you know, this last season, Broadway is very black. Did Did you ever think that you would see it that black in your lifetime? I mean, it was very black. I mean, it was like every theater had some black production. <laughs>
1: I, I I don't think that I would ever uh um I, I, I don't think that I would I would ever see Broadway as black as it is right now. But I question I question whether whether or not this is this is a passing phase. I hope it's not a passing phase. I question whether this is a thing just to uh, just to pacify um um uh, these these uh, ULs. For uh, for equality and, and equity and inclusion, hope is not simply a, a pacifier. I hope that I hope that there there's real foundation that that is being uh, laid inside of not only Broadway but but entertainment in general. Um, but yeah, it, it is black. It, but it, you know it it scares me because it became really really black. Directly after, you know, um, the protest of George Floyd and so on and so forth, so it just makes me wonder uh, if this is actually going to last, and I hope that it does. I hope that it does, but I think that it. I think. I think that it means that uh, producers uh, and investors and audiences um, uh, need to have a, a a much more open mind about the things that they are ready to uh, to, to put their uh, attention on um, and put their money inside of it mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. and so and so more to this um so when you do something like it ain't misbehaving that that has a tried and true history connected to it
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and you bring it to like you're bringing it to Westport it's it's here in Westport Connecticut um that that's not a black theater it's not a black theater um, um <laughs> But that's fine. It doesn't have to be a black theater. Um, Folks can enjoy this, this beautiful play and music, just like anybody else. So um, does that guide you? um, Does that guide you in, in the kinds of projects that you take on? Like if somebody calls you up and says, you know what, Jeffrey, this, that, and the other thing, how hard and long do you think about the quality and the motivation for why they, they want you to do this?
1: I, I definitely think a lot about that, and and I think with with Westport, it 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 helped me to it helped me to develop the show. Like that was that was kind of the the momentum that helped me to de- develop the show. Like what kind of story do I want to tell? Um, not only uh, a story that will make black people feel seen and um, visible and a part of and a part of the equation, but, but also what kind of story would I want to tell uh, that, 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 that is pretty much for a white audience? What do I have to say as a black man that I want for white folks to, to understand in a different kind of way? And so this the story is a hard-hitting story because Fats Waller lived a, a, a tragic, um, a beautiful and full life. He died very young, but he was, you know, he was called the clown. He was called the comedian. He was, he wore the mask, you know, uh, and, and I'm referring to the poem uh, by Paul mm-hmm. Lawrence Dunbar, we wear the mask that grins and lies. It hides the cheeks and shades, and shades the eyes. Um, and so that's the mask that I'm speaking about. And so Fats Waller wore that mask, but he wore that mask because of the white gaze. And so the same white gaze that that's sitting at Westport every single night to watch the show, you know, um, hopefully uh, Black people, Black experiences and Black inventions uh, can stand, stand a chance to be to be uh, seen and felt in a different way. Um, uh, and I hope that Black people who come um, are restored and re-energized by this production. So it's, it's taken on two, two, Two uh two very hefty weights upon
0: his shoulders, Mm -hmm. and um do you do you feel uniquely challenged to uphold that weight? I mean, do you ever feel like, man, I wish I could just exhale with this, or do you feel some responsibility to ensure that the weight of this does not wear you down? Like, you know what I mean, like. Do you have opportunity to just uh not consider the weight of these things?
1: no, no um I, I i i i take on i take on that responsibility with with uh with pride i you know i it's interesting um I'm just coming from a yoga class, you know, so i so I have to like I have to like really center myself. I have to like take time for myself. Um, because I know I I have been a victim of 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 rocks and arrows and daggers because I have taken on such a position. Um, in 1776, I've taken on a position like this, um, and I think there's no difference uh, in what I did with Lady Gay, um, at Emerson's Bar and Grill in Philadelphia. Uh, that's currently playing in Philadelphia right now. With aim misbehaving, it's very it's, it's, it's the same thing. I, I think I take that responsibility on knowing, and I think it would be irresponsible of me to act as if uh, that that weight were were not uh, were not important and essential, and that I didn't need to uphold that weight with the sense of with the sense of urgency and gravitas
0: mm. I so appreciate you taking the time to talk to me today, Mr. Page. I am thank a fan you. of your work. Uh, a Misbehaving is at the Westport Country Playhouse, April 11th through the 29th. So you can go and see uh, uh, the story of Fat Swallow, the, the music uh, of uh, the legendary jazz great. Uh, go and see this play. It's uh, If you've never seen it, you're in for a real treat. So thank yeah, you, and Mr. I, and, Page. And
1: I, and I guarantee uh, you will be shouting and crying <laughs> and laughing uh, until your belly hurts in the seat so please come and see
0: thank you so much enjoy the rest of your day namaste <laughs>
1: namaste thank you so much Peace. all
0: right take good care all right, all right. okay so you all go you can go to the uh, westportplayhouse.org get your tickets you really should go see this this wonderful play and go see the fine work of uh, mr jeffrey page um i mean this is This is Broadway world-class theater right here. If you want to see a production, go see this. Um, Ain't misbehaving. Um, you got until the 29th of this month, baby. So go get your tickets. The music of the legendary jazz great, Fats Waller, toe tapping, toe tapping. So go. Uh, Thank you, Harry, for another, uh, for, for a great Monday. Imagine. (laughs) That's the word of the day. I tell you, Paul will be back on these streets tomorrow for Word on the Street. And uh, y'all be safe out here. I'll see y'all later. Bye now. (laughs) Hi, this is Babs Rolls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut. And you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live 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 at New Haven Independent.
2: Imagine all the people. From your heart, slowly enters in and then it claws you apart. Spark your flame until your fire explodes. You won't be scared if you're led by the light and hope.